Welcome to episode five of Back on the Broomstick, where two witchy best friends from way back get together to reignite their passion for that witchy way of life. Join us today as we talk about new moon, manifestation, and grounding. So join Shell and Layla as we get back on the broomstick. I'm Layla. And I'm Shell. And boy, have we got some good stuff for you today. The new moon is on February 20th, so that just happened. The moon in February is called, what is it, the hunger moon or the snow moon? Give me a second. Nope, I think January was snow. Oh, no, you know what? My bad. You are right. I should have known better. You are a February baby. I should have listened to you. It is the snow moon. The snow moon. It is now the new snow moon. And I believe that the moon is in Pisces right now. Yikes. That's all I got to say about that. Yikes. But, you know, I'm a Gemini. So, you know, every every astrological sign freaks me out. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see, Pisces new moon, that kind of calls for us to surrender, to give in, to ground our energy. And Pisces kind of teaches us that there are no wrong paths and that, you know, they kind of swim in two different directions, you know? So Pisces kind of teaches us that there is no wrong path to kind of follow your intuition and follow that call of destiny. For any of our listeners that are are deep into astrology, the February new moon, the snow moon rises with Jupiter, Mars, and Orion. Oh, I love Orion. It's one of my favorite constellations because it's so easy to pick out in the sky. So who doesn't love Orion? The easy ones are the best ones. (laughs) Right now, um, actually in New England, you're starting to be able to see the Big Dipper again, which if you know anything about New England, when you're in the deep darks of the winter, you don't get to see the Big Dipper. So when I saw it for the first time a couple nights ago, I was like, spring is coming. <laughs> Ursa Major. Ursa Major. Being one of those first signs of spring. I didn't know that. I didn't notice it until I noticed it. And then when I looked into it, I was like, no shit. Um, all winter long, I haven't been able to see the Big Dipper, but I have been able to see the little one. And then the other night, just out of nowhere, I was like, oh, look at that. Nice see you to come back, friend. I love that. Spring is springing here in the Northeast because the Big Dipper's back. Ursa Major, let's do this. Yeah, and and with this new moon energy, it's all about kind of going within. We've talked before about the new moon being a time to go within, to formulate your intentions, to think about what you want to manifest for that next month. And this is the perfect month. The February new moon is the perfect time to do that. So I I, I want to start off real quick on a semi-personal note, very new moon February related. You know how every week I try to go back um, through my book of shadows of of old stuff that we've done throughout our lives together. Your amazing chronicled book of shadows from decades ago that I love. Listen to this treasure. So I'm scrolling through. I was like, oh, you know, let me find some good uh, new moon stuff for, for this episode. And what I came across now, granted, this was a long time ago. But on February 22nd, that is when you and another friend of ours at the time did my initiation ritual. No way. Oh my goodness. And what's even greater is I actually have the whole ritual word for word. I think it's four pages. I have four pages of it written out. That was actually February 22nd, 1997. Oh my good gods. I cannot believe. How awesome that you still have that. 
I just wanted to bring that up, not because it was necessarily relevant to our new moon episode, but because it actually is relevant. It's the anniversary. anniversary. I don't recall. It actually looks like when I started writing it down that this was uh, February 22nd, 1997, full moon. So it was like the the, the opposite. opposite. Yeah. But yeah, so I have that whole thing written out and I wanted to point that out because it's it's anniversary time. Look at that. Well, happy initiation anniversary, Shell. My thank you. <laughs> but I did I did come up with some other tidbits. One thing I wanted to just kind of touch on is sometimes people are looking to find deity to work with. What deity do I work with for the full moon? What deity do I work with for the new moon? What deity do I work with for love, prosperity in general? And so I had actually come across a listing that we had from back in the mid nineties of moon deities. Oh, neat. Okay. I wanted to just touch on some of them. Um, I don't want to obviously go into great detail about all of them uh, because we want to talk about some inner work as well. But some popular ones, Aphrodite, people forget Aphrodite is actually a moon goddess as well. She is a moon goddess, but also, you know, love of women, love, beauty, joy of physical love, sensuality, fertility, passion, generosity, affection, but also a moon deity. So Aphrodite is someone that you could call into your your full moon or new moon workings. Athena, another moon goddess. She is also the goddess of freedom, protection, writing, music, wisdom, renewal, uh, true justice. But also, she is a new moon goddess. Bast, Egyptian goddess of fire. Love Bast, by the way. I'm a kid. <laughs> but she is uh, the goddess of fire, childbirth, fertility, pleasure, joy. She is also a dark moon goddess. And then, of course, if you want to touch on some gods, we've got Kernunos and Pan and Thoth. So... These are not only deity that you can that you can connect with in general um, and on a long term basis, but they're also deities that you can you can kind of call in to assist in your workings. And I just I wanted to kind of round it out with a deity I've worked with for Jesus Lord pushing years. <laughs> you always go right to the Christian swears. <laughs> I, I, I go to the Christian swears as I talk about Hecate. Let's talk about Hecate. So, you know, with Hecate, the reason I think that she molds so so well into my new moon workings is that looking within, doing that shadow work, manifesting your desires, you know, if you want it, work for it. Shit ain't getting handed to you on a silver platter. Just real quick, do you have any any moon deities in specific that you gravitate to or a dark moon deity specifically you gravitate to? For me, no. In particular, I don't necessarily approach ritual on the new moon or the full moon looking for a particular moon deity. Usually when I do ritual, if I call in a specific deity, I'm generally looking for guidance from that deity or a particular aspect of that deity. So rather than look for say a moon goddess on the full moon or the new moon say i'm i'm looking for i'm trying to find my own potential and i'm trying to go within and 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 renew my sense of self and find my own potential on that new moon i might call to green tara 
and ask her for those energies. So rather than looking for a specific moon or new moon deity, I would look for a deity that aligns with your intentions. Exactly. That aligns with the intentions of the spell or the ritual that I'm doing for that new or full moon. Maybe with me, it's just because I've been with Hikate. We've been like, we've been like thick as thieves for so many decades. Maybe it's just she's related to the moon, but also everything else in my life. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And and I was going to say that is that, you know, finding a deity or a crystal or an incense that relates to the new moon and to your intention is just another way to add one more layer to your spell or to your ritual. If you find a new moon goddess, like you talked about Athena, and she's very much has to do with wisdom and with justice. Say you have a big test coming up, you might want to tailor your the intention that you're setting at the new moon, which is the best time to set an intention. You know, she's a moon goddess and she talks about having wisdom. She fits all those boxes. And so that could make that working that much more powerful because you've kind of checked off more than one box that matches right. your intention. Right. And I think sometimes that when I'm doing something a little more deep and intentional, I am a box checker offer. Those are the times where I'm casting that circle, calling those quarters and calling deity. Because I, I do still feel that in my particular practice, there's a time and place for that formality. Definitely Very much so. All, definitely not all the time. But there is the occasion where you just want to, not to be rude, but you just want to kind of rock out with your cock out. And you just want to, you want to create that perfect circle and, and call in those quarters and call in that deity and and, and be formal in the moment. And then there's other times where you're just winging this shit. Well, I think it's like any activity. You can kind of get into a state of flow and anything that helps you stay in that state of flow is going to help your magic and help your, especially if you're doing any type of manifestation or intention setting, you want to be in that perfect state of alignment. And so having a like for like, you know, you, you want money. So you have money on your altar. You have Maybe you have gold or you have, you know, valuable crystals, you have beautiful items because that draws in that energy, that like for like energy. And it's easier when you can have that there in front of you to manifest that on a bigger scale rather than just sitting there and trying to imagine it, which can either start from just a wish or if you have built up the skill of putting yourself into that alignment in a meditative space, then you can kind of do that on your own. As far as intentions, what do you think about intention setting on the new moon? What's your opinion on that? Love it. I think new moons are the perfect time to set intentions. I think that's the time when you kind of do that inner work, when you're going to be journaling, when you're going to be setting those things that you want to because the new moon is when everything is everything is still. There's no light. The moon reflects zero light back from the sun. And so this is the time when you go within. You go into that dark space and then you start to grow. And so whatever you're planting now is what's going to grow as the energy of that moon lights up with the sun. As that grows, so too does your intention grow. And so it's, I think it's a fabulous time to set intentions. And I think that is why when we had Circle Amara, our, our old coven, that we kind of gravitated and did all of our monthly rituals on the new moon, as opposed right. to every other coven that does it on the full moon, because we were kind of very much more intention-centered, manifestation-centered, and that just kind of vibed more with that dark moon energy. 
the full moon is very much about celebrations, about the fulfillment of those intentions that you set. And so it lends itself very easily to covens and groups celebrating and getting together on that time and, and reveling in the god and the goddess, which is wonderful. But I think you're right. Amarat was more about going within. We were very much a learning and a teaching coven, and we were seeking that knowledge. We wanted right. to you know, manifest, bring this out into the world. And so, like you said, we gravitated towards worshiping together and celebrating our circles and aspects on the new moon because of that power, that potential. Whenever you're setting your intentions, whether it's for a new moon, a full moon, or any ritual, you want to make sure you are clear and you are concise and you are, you are like right to the point. Like there is no room for, oh, wow, I shouldn't have said that. Like you need to be concise. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's like, be careful that old saying, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, we have been the product of that before many a time where maybe we weren't clear and concise enough and we got <laughs> what we asked for and damn it, sure we did. <laughs> That's right. So what, you know, whatever intention you're setting, it's a good idea. Journaling is a great time. You know, do it before your ritual. Do a lot of journaling to kind of be clear in what intentions you're setting. You know, make sure you've set up your ritual, your spell ahead of time. So, you know, again, the, the journaling thing, maybe because I'm doing it so much this year, but I think that's really big. You know, Shell's got all these journals from rituals past and, and writing them down beforehand really helps you not only learn it, but go over exactly what you're asking for. And, you know, I think we had an easier time of doing that as a group, um, as opposed to doing that on a solitary level. On a solitary level, sometimes you just do the ritual and you like you've seen how I've written these rituals down from years ago. I mean, mm -hmm. I've got word for word, you know, Layla says this and Shell says this and so-and-so says this. Like I got that shit plot right out. Sometimes the motivation to do that gets lost in a solitary life. So sure. I, maybe that should be <laughs> your first new moon intentions to get into that specific journaling because it really is, it's a good thing, whether it's to help you process things out or like in my book of shadows case, stuff that I can go back to years later. Exactly. And, and writing out your ritual beforehand and writing out your intention, maybe a couple different times can really help you to clarify what you want and what you're asking for. And also identify the steps to kind of get it because you can't just, you know, as we've talked about before, you can't just wish for it. You have to do the ritual. You have to do the work, magical and mundane, in order to make those things happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, stuff, like I said, stuff just doesn't come up on a silver platter for you. Right. As much as we might want it to. Magic does help. Don't get me wrong. It's certainly going to help give you an added edge for sure. Ironically, the new moon and, you know, people might think this is the exact opposite. It is actually the perfect time to start new things for some strange reason. Can't explain it to you. It is actually the most fertile day of the lunar calendar each month. I don't. Well, again, it's the it's the time of, of absolute new beginnings. Anything is possible. It's the time when things are right about to start. You know, it's it's a very magical moment when the moon is new because everything's about to grow from there. I mean, you can, you know, apply for a job or you can, you know, start something you you're passionate about, um, whatever the case may be. Take it literally. Have a baby if that's what you're working at. I don't know. Ask me out on a date. It, it, it's just a good time to start new things. 
And I think the new moon has always gotten a bad rap because dark is evil, but we always embraced it as like this beautiful thing. Particularly this, you know, in February with this new moon in Pisces, it's very much about setting those intentions and having, you know, having these things come to you. It's such a good time to kind of get into whatever. One question I have for you. I don't know if you can answer this. What is the relevance? um, How does Pisces play into this new moon? You take take the new moon energy and the Pisces energy and, and what makes this new moon different from, say, the new moon in Aquarius? Well, you know, every month is going to kind of have its own vibe and its own energy. Each month, you know, every moon has its own name and its own associations. The month that you start something kind of has the same thing. You know, you want to start new things at the new moon and you want to celebrate culminations at the full moon. The different energies of the month are yet more cycles within a, a year. And so in the Pisces season, Narayana Montufar, she's a senior astrologer at astrology.com. Uh, She says that this particular new moon is going to make everybody feel like they're living in a movie. So we're all going to kind of feel like we're rock stars. You know, that's that's funny because I was looking up what does the new moon in Pisces mean? The definition I saw was it's a time to practice the most observant self, the witness self. Um, So that's funny that you say, you know, it's like watching a Hollywood movie. No, it's like being in a movie. Oh, being in a movie. Ooh, it's like doing Rocky Horror. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you want to you wanna observe and not react. Another thing with Pisces season is it's very emotional. Pisces are highly emotional, highly intuitive people. And, and so this season can kind of bring out those emotions and some of that childlike wonder, but also some of that tendency to overreact and be a little bit too emotional. And so, you know, it's kind of a, a caution to maybe be a little bit careful with that as well. But I also think that one thing to take advantage of um, in this particular new moon in Pisces here that we got going on, utilize this to imagine the future you want, because you've got that your life is a movie mixed with this is the time of starting and being intentional. What are those things called where you put pictures on a board? Vision boards. I love those. (laughs) Those are so much fun. This would be a good moon to do a vision board because you're kind of imagining that future you want. So you, you had made a comment to me earlier that you wanted this to be the year that you buy a house and settle down a little bit more. And maybe this is the moon that you need to make a vision board about that. I'm going to take that as a uh, sign from deity and go with it. <laughs> but, but you don't just want to imagine things in your head and, and just visualize them in your head. Right. I like to see things. I'm a vision board. I, I want to see this shit. You're very technical. You could even make the background on your computer your vision board. I don't know. I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I've made vision boards and all sorts of... You can do it in Word. You can do it in Google Docs, Slides, whatever. You whatever can make vision boards for, online yeah. pretty easily. And I have made them my computer background because part of making a vision board is you should put it in a place where you see it all the time. Right. And because that reinforces the energy, you called me right out. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, maybe now is the time to to make those vision boards to to manifest that future that that you want, that we all want. And, you know, put it out there. 
put it out there. If you don't put it out there, how do you expect anything to happen? I'm going to make that vision board right after we finish recording this episode. You know this, right? Right. <laughs> <Nice. Nice. laughs> I love vision boards. We have done those. Do you remember? Now, I don't know if this is going to make it in the episode or not, but our coven at one point is kind of a bonding activity and as a spell activity got together one month and we all brought magazines and poster board again, mid nineties, we got together and we all did vision boards, but it was more of a vision board of who we were and who we wanted to be. And we didn't put our names on them, but we all made them very personally. Again, this was a a vision board of who we wanted to be. Who are you and who do you want to be? So we all finished them. We're sitting around, we're smoking, we're eating our food, we're hanging out. And my brother came over. That psychic little weirdo proceeded to, (laughs) there was like 10 plus of us. He went through and picked out Every, every person. single person and matched them you, that's you, that's you. with the exact right vision board. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Not one had a name. Not one had a picture of us. It was all just magazine clippings. And somehow he knew who each one belonged to. I've loved vision boards ever since. <laughs> I just I just think it, that sometimes visual manifestation helps. Like I said, sometimes just seeing something repetitively, it plants the seed. Yeah. And the act of cutting these things out, searching out the pictures online or in magazines, however you do it, the act of putting them together, however you do it, is also very magical. If you do that intentionally, and then like Shell said, just see it repeatedly, especially now, it's the beginning of a year, it's new beginnings, it's the second new moon in the year. Again, new beginnings, setting intentions, planting seeds. Planting seeds. And it's in Pisces, such a childlike sign, you know? So doing something childlike and visionary like this right now is a very powerful time to do it. Absolutely. And what better time? Because the warmer it gets all across the country, no one is going to be sitting inside much longer. We're going to be about, we're going to be doing our magic in the woods and on the beaches. Now is a good time to wrap up some of our our personal workings and magical workings that are more indoors related. Right. For everyone who's stuck indoors due to weather, now is a great time to finish up those witchy winter projects. Right, right. (laughs) Including vision boards. Yeah. I think one thing that I love about vision boards is not only the looking at it and and, and the focusing on, on what you've put on it, you have to be very intentional when you're creating it. What do I want? Right. It can't be scattered. Right, 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 right. It needs to be focused. You need to be sure of what each picture, what each symbol represents as you put it on your vision board. Now, I've got a complaint about vision boards real quick. What's that, Shell? I remember that vision board that you're talking about. (laughs) And I remember having a big boat on it. And I do not have a big boat to this day. I'm just saying. (laughs) Well, do you live on a lake? Um, I live a mile and a half from the ocean. (laughs) And how long have you lived a mile and a half from the ocean? Only three years. Maybe the universe said you didn't need a boat yet. Maybe I need a new vision board. (laughs) But that's actually a really good point. These don't always come true exactly. Although I do remember when I was first learning about vision boards, the person I was learning them from told me that he had made vision boards and everything. And then a couple years later, he had moved into this amazing house. As he was unpacking things, he found this old vision board he had done years before, and it had a picture of that exact same house on it. No shit. It does happen that way. But like you said, sometimes you're going to put things on your vision board, and they're not going to come. 
And the reasons for that could be all sorts of things. And no, it's there not- were things on my vision board that panned out. Absolutely. But I was pissed that the boat wasn't one of them. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And maybe it wasn't time. Maybe she didn't really put the energy into it. Maybe she didn't really want one. Maybe the universe knew better and knew that she'd do something crazy with it. Because have you seen Shell Drive? Oh, it's frightening. Or maybe it could have been because I was in my early 20s asking for a $100,000 boat. Because sometimes what you're asking for is a little bit too unreasonable. And it really reaches the wish status rather than I can get all my energies in alignment and make this happen status. Well, I think that kind of circles back to the point of my contentment of not having the boat for my vision board. A vision board is great, but it needs to be semi-realistic. And when I was in my early 20s, a new mom having a huge ass boat in the middle of upstate New York was not realistic. So you also, like Layla said, there's there's wishes and then there's reality and you got to be realistic with your vision boards. It's got to be stuff that you can attain. And also, if Shell was not specific enough about this boat, boats can represent all sorts of things. A boat can represent travel. Boats can represent separation. Boats are on the water. They can have to do with emotions. You know, if she's not very clear about her intentions as she put that boat on her vision board, did you move a lot in that time after you made that? Or I did. I did. (laughs) Exactly. So depending on how the universe interprets what you put there, you could be in for a different ride than you intended. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what happened. So, you know, again, you got to be concise. You got to be specific. You know, I, I, I stated that a few minutes ago with your intention. You need to kind of be spot on with your intention. Careful what you wish for because you're going to get it. And I wanted a boat and I got a lot of change and a lot of movement in my life. Shortly after that, I had a relationship. And I mean, I I had a lot of those traits, but I didn't have the damn boat. And I wanted the boat, but I manifested all the traits of the boat. Exactly, exactly. And sometimes that can happen despite your best intentions. You know, there, there's, you're not always going to get what you ask for, no matter how hard you work for it. It happens that way. Or how you ask for it. You're not always right. going to get what you want and how you asked for it. You might not get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you might get what you need. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, this I think this is a fabulous time to do a manifesting ritual, to do a vision board. One of my favorite, get your hands dirty, act like a kid again, put something cool together, spell activities. Who doesn't love a good arts and crafts spell? I mean, really. I do think that this is a good time to think about, you know, maybe you're not planting the seeds quite yet. That's kind of more of a Ostara type activity coming up. You want to start thinking about what are the seeds I want to plant. That's kind of how I look at the February new moon is what seeds am I planting in the next cycle? Because the next cycle is seed planting time. Yeah, it's almost like that early, early potential. It's a little too early in most places to start actually physically planting those seeds. But you can plan out your garden. You can yeah. plan out what you want. You could start getting things cleaned up. You know, it's like the pre-gardening, the pre-planting. Right, right. Some folks even plot out how they're going to do their garden on paper prior to. Now's the time to do that. You know, you're setting up what seeds you're going to be planting in the next month or so. Yeah. In most places, it's still too cold to do pretty much anything. If you're stuck inside, 
Now's a good time to write that journal and to make those plans. What do you want this year? What do you want to grow in your life this year? And how will you plan on getting it? You know, so kind of do that planning now so that in the next couple months, you can set the seeds of your intentions and where you want to go for the full, for the coming year, for the whole year. And I think one way that that you and I have unknowingly been working on this in the last few days is we're surrounding this new moon. You and I have both been coming up with future ideas that we've got going on, both together and separately. You know, we've been That's working. That's very on, true. We we have been setting our intentions. We've been working on some um, workshops and seminars uh, that we're going to be presenting, and you know, we might not have realized it, but we were doing the same damn thing, just not in a ritual circle. You should see my face right now. I, you just, Shell again has blown my mind because- Because you didn't see been, it that way, did you? I didn't even realize that's what we were doing. We have been setting up so many plans in my <laughs> mundane life with things that I'm doing and plans I have with work and in my magical life. Everything really has been working like that right now. We are setting plans in motion for this next year that are that are huge in a lot of ways. And we're in like the pre-pre-planning stages. Wow, how synchronistic. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things I've been doing is kind of plotting out. We've had some some listeners on our other podcasts talk about how they want us to to be out and about and and you know, talking to our listeners and and imparting some of our wisdom on our listeners in person. I, I definitely want to get on that that train and and we're working on getting some materials together and we're going to be workshopping out there before you know it, guys. And you can come and you can listen to us ramble off just like this in person. <laughs> <laughs> we're working on it. Apparently, we are setting the seeds for all these wonderful different things to happen. So you you should be doing that, too. This is a great time of year. This new moon on the 20th that just happened. You know, now is the time to be setting those intentions and kind of ride the wave of that energy as it cycles through to the full moon. And don't feel bad if you don't know what your direction is. Maybe you're just like, I don't even know. Like, where should I be headed? What should, my life is so confusing. Help. Maybe that's your intention. Maybe that's what you're asking for. Maybe you're saying, I don't know where I'm going and I need help. It's okay to say that. Absolutely. But in, in one option you can do, and you know, I always take everything back to tarot. How can I not? Is on the new moon, pull a card and be like, what is my vision for the next 14 days or for the next month or whatever the case may be? What energies will be growing in my life? And pull a card and, and see what you get. See what you get. And then focus on the energy of that card for either the next two weeks or the next uh, month cycle. And, you know, so if you just don't have a starting point or don't know, no, don't know where to, to launch off from, pull a card, pull a card and then focus on that card for the two weeks or the month. So Pisces is the psychic sign. And so now all your intuition, anything you put into any type of divination is going to be great right now. So if you don't know where you're going and you pull that tarot card, pull an oracle card. Absolutely. And see what that springboard is. It's going to launch you off of. Yep. Do whatever type of divination that you're interested in or you feel comfortable with and, and see where that goes. Ask what your intentions are going to be. 
ask what you should be preparing for for this year. See where it leads you. I love it. So I'm definitely going to go out and do a vision board because I do want to get that house. <laughs> now, now I got you stuck on a vision board. <laughs> you do. You do. My nomad heart is is looking for a little place to settle down. But yeah, a vision board sounds lovely. I think this is a fabulous time to do that. It's like everything is kind of aligned to make now a very powerful time to do that type of spell. So I'm going to go out and do one on the new moon. All right. So get your magazines, get your scissors and go make your vision board, man. You know, or just do it online like I'm going to. (laughs) Come on, you don't want to go out and buy the latest edition of Marie Claire. Well, I kind of do, actually. How fun is it to just go get some old magazines? Who doesn't like the old yoga magazines and witchcraft magazines? Speaking of, you know, everything is ritualistic and we talk about how you can find, find ritual in everything. I want you to close your eyes for a minute. Smell a magazine. You know you smell those magazine pages. I do. It is a distinctive <laughs> smell. It you can't like my get old that library. From, you can't get that creating a vision board online. That's true. That's very true. So however you choose to do it, get your vision board together. Set your intentions. You know, make your wishes and go out and make it all happen. Manifest, folks. Get it together because now's the time to plant those seeds. Yep. And uh, join us next week as we get back on the broomstick. <laughs>